This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. What you say? Be just a friend. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. Oi! For hour number four, I think I just, I definitely lit a fire underneath Lara Trump's ass just now. She was, she was all fired up. She just sent me a nice text afterwards, so. Lara Trump from way downtown moments ago. We're going to go back to Florida. That's where Lara is this morning. And you know, um, Siggy Flicker is uh, one of my good buddies. Former, she hates when I bring this up. Maybe I'll stop. Last time today, former housewife of New Jersey. That nonsense. Now she is doing important stuff, Siggy. And uh, she got this friend. Her name is Michelle Lubin, New Yorker. And she started Jexit, which is uh, Jewish people moving away from the Democrat Party. I believe that's what it is. She'll, she'll explain it better to me. But I spoke to her a couple times and uh, was looking forward to getting Michelle based on Siggy's recommendation and all the love she gets on Instagram on the program. So here she is, making her debut from South Florida Miss Jexit herself, Michelle Lubin. Michelle, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Sid. Wow, what a show. You got me fired up. <laughs> it doesn't take much to fire you ladies up down there. That's why we love you. That's why you guys are such a great voices for the Jewish people, Americans, any decent person. Tell me this, Michelle. What exactly is Jexit? What are you looking to do there every day? Well, before I tell you, I just want to say, Sid, you're a mensch, taking care of our chayalim, our soldiers, like you did. I'm so touched today. And then having oh. Lara on and what she shared, yeah. um, Thank you. it's amazing. Um, Exit stands for Jews exiting the Democrat Party. But interestingly enough, the Democrat Party has exited the Jews. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The Jews you're really right. Yeah. don't have to go anywhere because they left us high and dry. Yeah, they really have. It, uh, it's shocking to me. And look, I, I always bring up my sister. I hate doing it because I do love her. And my brother-in-law, Harry, just had uh, some pretty serious surgery last week. And thank God he's okay. Thank God. But Harry's parents, for example, Holocaust survivors. And they continue to vote Democrat. They make excuses for lowlifes like Joe Biden. He's a lowlife. They hate Donald Trump. It's the same nonsense over and over again. I just don't understand what Jewish people are watching between the squad members. This other lady in Washington uh, that's making excuses for Hamas raping people. People like Bernie Sanders and Chuck Schumer who are basically self-hating Jews. What about that party do they enjoy? People are going broke. There are wars all over the world, and everybody hates the Jews. What is so good about being a Democrat these days? It's very, it's a very difficult thing for us, uh, those that are awake, to comprehend. But it's the number one question we get asked most is, why do Jews vote left? And the answer is, most Jews vote left because the vast majority of Jews 
don't really care about Judaism. I'm talking about in America or Israel. They care about secular leftism, which is their religion. And the truth of the matter is, there's it's anti-Semitism is at a all time high. We know what's going on with the Democrat Party. We know what's going on with the radical extremists. We are now at the 11th hour. There's no more time for education. We've done this since 2016, Sid. It's a question of a choice. Your choice is, and I'm going to be blunt, convert, submit, or die, or MAGA. That's your choice, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. That's where we're at. You saw last week, Christmas was hijacked. Everything's been hijacked. The media, our government, we have got to take control of our Judeo-Christian foundation that this country was founded upon. Our inalienable rights come from our creator, as Laura was touching on, our higher power. We have got to unite. We live in a Christian nation, right? And when Jews and Christians unite, we will defeat this enemy. And now is the time. There's no time left. I agree. Uh, my frustration, I guess, Michelle Lubin jacks it uh, very well said, by the way, Michelle, very well. Uh, my frustration is, is that while my show is number one here in New York City, and I've got a massive, massive listening audience, it is still a relatively small number compared to the amount of Democrats, the amount of liberals that live in this city every day that would never come anywhere near this show. And I have to believe, it may be a small percentage, but I have to believe even a small percentage, if they really took the time and did their homework, found out what the Democrat Party was all about today, not 40 years ago when they were smoking pot outside of, uh, you know, Madison High School, what it is about today. I really believe I can change some of their minds. But the problem is they're abstinent. They're, excuse me, they're abstinent. They're, um, they're stubborn, and they won't change what they do daily. So they'll never listen to a guy like me. They'll never listen. So how do I get these people to come to the place where you and I are? Well, you've heard the old expression, two Jews, three opinions, stiff neck. And I got to I got to go back to our 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 history, our biblical history. You, you know, only 80 percent remained in Egypt. It was only the 20 percent that left. So today it's about the remnant it's about the mordecai's and the esters for such a time as this that have to stand up and speak out that's why your voice is so important that's why siggy's voice is so important and that is why we must get jews and christians to mobilize and vote intelligently we as jets right now are focused on the 25 million evangelicals that don't vote because if we can get them to vote biblically not politically we will have no question win this presidency for President Trump. And that is really what we're faced with. Most of the American Jews are secular leftists, and they just don't, you know, they'd rather uh, assimilate, fly under the radar. They're, you know, they're, they're timid. That's not what we're called to do. We are called to be Esther's and Mordecai's for such a time as this. Have you seen any people, Michelle, that uh, you know? I know it's an anecdotal uh, basis here. It's just people that you know. But do you know people that actually have changed, because I can tell you I was a Democrat Jew almost all of my life, most of my life, and uh, maybe around the Reagan era, but certainly Trump, that changed in a big, big way. Uh, Have you seen people, Jewish people, change from Democrat to Republican or not really? We have seen a tremendous 
exit from the Democrat Party. Siggy gets emails and texts. We get emails on our website and texts and calls. You know, they're not Oh, they're not wanting to, you know, let everybody know that they've left the Democrat Party, but they are leaving in droves. Yes, we're seeing a mass, mass exit from the Democrat Party. They're waking up. But that's why the message I'm trying to share with your um, listeners is that we, you know, we love our Jewish chevre. We're so happy the influencers are coming out and speaking out. But they're still saying we don't have a home. And we're trying to let you know you had a home. You have a home. Your home is MAGA. You need to go to the MAGA movement, which stands for our America First policies and our American values, and we must vote for President Trump. That's the answer to this situation that we're in today. This is do or die, basically. That's where we're at. I agree, and, and, uh, of course, he's got my vote. You know, on the way out, Michelle, one of the things that warms my heart, though, is – I talk about this all the time is I have a lot of friends that are not Jewish. You know, I, uh, I dabble in movies. Most of my friends in that are Italian, to be honest. Uh, a lot of my friends from here back in Brooklyn are Italian. A lot of my friends are not Jewish. But almost uh, to a man, not almost, to a man, every one of them, every one of them sympathizes with what I'm going through, you're going through, and even more with the people in Israel are going through on a daily basis. So for me, I, I can't get my own damn stupid people, my own damn stupid Jews to come yeah, along. Yeah. But it's so nice to see non-Jews in, uh, in my city and across this country that love us and are on our side. To me, that's very heartwarming. How about you? It's amazing. Our Christian brothers and sisters are Jews' best friend, not the American left. And we are, we are wanting to unite with them and we are wanting to, you know, again, discuss how our freedom, our inalienable, our inalienable rights come from our creator. And we must go back and restore and preserve the Judeo-Christian foundation this country was founded upon. Because this is a Marxist, godless movement to remove God from the public square in order for total government control and tyranny. And we love our Christian brothers and sisters, and we are going to get that 25 million evangelicals to vote biblically, not politically. But before before I go, I wanted to just let you know that my in-laws are from Brooklyn, and my my uh, uh, my father-in-law's father is was inducted a few years ago into the Boxing Hall of Fame. They're from Flatbush. Wow! And uh, he was a Jewish prize fighter. His his name, his fighting name was uh, the Galloping Ghost of the Ghetto. And if anybody wants to look him up, his name is Sid Terrace. And uh, posthumously, he was inducted into the into the into the Boxing Hall of Fame, and he's in the Jewish Book of uh, uh, World Athletes, along with Cassius Clay and among a a lot of others. So I thought that would be interesting that you share a a Brooklyn um, home. Not just a Brooklyn home. I share the same name. His name is Sid too. <laughs> yeah, my son's middle. My son's middle name is Sid. Yes. All exactly. right. All those great Sydneys out there. I love it. Well, listen, you are you are doing great work every day. You and our, our mutual friend Siggy Flicker down there in Florida. And uh, I love you. I do. And I appreciate you coming on this morning. Keep coming on more and more often until we get DJT back in the White House. Great job today, Michelle Lubin. God bless you. Thank you so much. 
thank you so much, Dave. Your hat is in the mail. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Those are gorgeous hats. My uh, Donald Trump hat. I will put it on Instagram at Rosenberg.Sydney when it arrives. But uh, Michelle Lubin doing great work every day with Jexit down in South Florida. Jews, of course, moving away as we all should. Every one of them from this vicious and evil Democrat Party. All right, weekend wrap-up in sports. Eagles take it on the chin. This was shocking to me. I was shocked. I thought the Niners would play better than they did in the NFC Championship game, but they just mangled the Eagles. Well, not played well for weeks. I know it's hard to criticize a 10-2 and football team, but they haven't looked real good, and they took it on the chin again. They lose by 23 at home last night to San Francisco, N.J. Diet lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40-plus pounds in only 40 days. N.J. Diet.com, 8555-N-J-Diet. Here's Arthur Turovitz. Artie, good morning. A rough one in Philadelphia yesterday. Good morning. Good morning, Sid. You know, before we talk sports, I also wanted to say that I had an overwhelming and have an overwhelming amount of support from my non-Jewish friends uh, that I've heard awesome. over since, since October 7th, who, awesome. who are just as disgusted by the barbarian savages of, of – I don't even want to mention their name. There's disgusting savages from over there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I thought that uh, they were probably not going to win because they were a three-point dog at home, and which is very strange considering the fact that, you know, it's an, they're the NFC. Went to the Super Bowl last year. They're 10-1 going in. They have not played well. But, you know, you get three points just for being at home. So, essentially, you're coming in as a six-point dog at home. Uh, I was at the game yesterday, and, and they, hand, they manhandled them on every side of the ball. They exposed, I think, the Eagles, all their issues in the secondary. Uh, the fact the play calling is not great. Uh, the, the Jalen Hurts, the, the, some of the plays that he made were, were questionable. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I was there watching it. And it's very important for me to go to a few games a year in Philly because it reminds me of the primordial cesspool for which I crawled out of. <laughs> yeah. What? I mean, I, I just sit there and just look around and just go, oh, my God, why anybody would want to yeah. wear the opposing team's colors in that stadium? And I don't mean that in, like, a good positive, like, you know, hey, this is fun type of way. No. I mean it in, like, an embarrassing type of way where, listen, I've been to games in Boston. I've been to games in New York, obviously. And you give the other people a little bit of business and whatever it is, you get some crap. But, oh, my God, what a bunch of animals. <laughs> yeah, they really are. You know, the other team that the Eagles played in the Super Bowl and lost to Kansas City, kind of in the same boat, you know. I mean, they're, they're a game back. The Eagles are still atop the NFC, and Kansas City is a game back of both Miami and Baltimore. But they're 8-4. and four. They lost last night outright to Green Bay. First, Taylor Swift loss of the season. Ridiculous that that is. But on a serious note, Kansas City – is also struggling uh, in that AFC so far this year. Yeah, yeah, they are, and they, uh, you know, they, they a little bit. They won what a couple of Super Bowls already, and you know, maybe their focus isn't a hundred percent there with the whole Swifty thing, and you know, Kelsey's dropping balls, and you know, they haven't played well either, and they should not have lost to that Green Bay team last night. But yes, yeah, absolutely did. Um, they have to look. Everybody's got to look at it. People are hunting for them. You know, San Francisco. I think after yesterday is probably the best team in football. I don't know. Barring any injuries, yeah. I don't really see them losing anybody. They, they look absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. The the AFC is a little bit of more of a yeah uh, a, a wild card, a, yeah a wild card type of situation. We'll see what happens. Well, there, I'm looking I, forward to the rematch of Joe Montana 
versus second-year quarterback Dan Marino, 49ers, Dolphin Super Bowl out in Las Vegas. We'll see. Uh, Artie, great job as always. We'll do it again next week. Thank you so much. Nice to talk to you. Take care. Have an awesome day. You too. Be safe. Arthur Turovitz, folks, Mr. NJ Diet. You can uh, lose a contractually, you will lose, not can, you will lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days, 855-5NJ-DIET, njdiet.com. Lots more to do, including Dr. Mark Siegel, the psychological effects, the warfare that Hamas tries to use above and beyond throwing babies in the oven. Dr. Mark Siegel is coming up. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GoboLaw.com. GoboLaw, where winning is no accident. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Entertaining and informative. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Music, Lurofino, getting in the holiday mood. We played uh, two Christmas songs today, and we'll do that leading up to uh, three weeks from today, which, of course, is Christmas Day. We won't be here. Our last show will be Friday, December the 22nd, and then I'll be back on Tuesday, January 2nd. That's how that's going to work. So we'll play some uh, Christmas music, get you in the spirit. Hanukkah starts Friday night, you know. Wow. Yeah, this Friday, December 8th. What'd you get me? Nothing yet. Okay. But I'll get you something fun. Okay. I'm sure it will be. It'll be a T-shirt that says, Sid is the unbelievably <laughs> biggest number one host. And that'll be fun. Well, who was the last guest that said it? we got to get Anthony Barbarisi to make a shirt. <laughs> he, he loves doing stuff like that. And then uh, Friday starts uh, Hanukkah. And then that wonderful couple, which I become close with and love them both, Dr. Ira and Lizzie Savetsky, invited me to their Hanukkah party Sunday. So. 
Very nice, right? Okay, that is great. I mean, you're, Told you're, you, you're to like 15 parties already. Now you know? Your docket's full. It's, if you show up at someone's house, they're going to know they're special. Is that true? Of course. Wouldn't you say, wouldn't you say that? You are very sweet. No, when you, you really walk, are. if you're going to walk in, let's say no. you walk in with some gift of food or yeah. something, which I don't know if you're going to do that. Or just walk in with Danielle. You can walk in with Danielle, and that's all people that's need it. to see. That's like, huge. See how beautiful Danielle is when she walks in. Oh, come on now. Then uh, that's it. She'll start talking, and they'll forget that you're there. You should see her this morning. She's uh, tan as I am and just looks like a, a million bucks. Okay. Well, God let's, bless her. Let's, uh, let, we'll have a party here. We'll bring her over here. <laughs> well, we are having oh, a party right, here. We are. But we can't make it, so. Because they cool. made it the same night the Nets are playing the Knicks <laughs> at the Barclays Center. You can't do that. Once again, they did something at this station without coming to me first. <laughs> Okay. I don't know. I don't know why I have to keep saying it over and over. Now, look, I'm not the only employee here. I'm not an idiot. There's a lot of folks that work here. A lot. They can they can have a party without me. But I'll say this: at the risk of sounding really arrogant, I'm yeah. far and away the most important employee they've got. Far and away. Far and away. <laughs> Sorry. Anybody else who's pissed off, get over it. And I wanted to go to the party because I loved the party last year. I loved it. Did I not say last week unprovoked? How much I love the Christmas party here. John, Margot, Chad, Emily. Did I not say that? You did. And then two days later, I get an invitation the same night as the Nets and the Knicks. Well, change it. Make it Thursday, the 21st. You're going to have to put out some kind of newsletter as advanced as you can about yeah. what's going Lou's on with right. you the next couple of weeks. That's You're true. right, Lou. I think that's the best way for you <laughs> to do it. Change. And we can actually put it in front of the TVs <laughs> in the newsroom. <laughs> and then people, I could see, they already come down here anyway on a regular basis. Check it. They're like, oh, no. Thursday's out to sit now, too? All right, and then they go back in the room, have yeah. a meeting with their staff. Like, no, we, we got to change that entire meeting. Sid's got a party at Cipriani. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. You know what's funny? You're kidding around, but uh, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to get the traffic. Sid's <laughs> writing it down right now. Like, Dr. Mark Siegel's coming up. Here's Joe Nolan. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. WABC. Doctor, my eyes have seen the years and the slow parade of fears without Christ. Now I want to understand. I have done all that I could to see the evil and the good without hiding. You must tell can't believe Siegel has his own song, Jackson Brown, After My Eyes. Been a great show. Curtis Sliwa, Anthony D'Esposito. Who else was on this morning? We had Judah Honickman, Dove, and, and uh, his wife, Shani Hyken from Curtis. Israel. Curtis, Lara Trump, Michelle Lubin. But we close it, as Vanessa Williams once said, we saved the best for last. Here he is from Fox News, my friend, Dr. Mark Siegel. Dr. Siegs, how are you, pal? I'm great, and that's quite a lineup, a, a tough act to follow, but I love the tradition of great closers here in New York, so let's, <laughs> let's do a nod to the great Mariano. That's all I can say. I have big shoes to fill. That is the greatest of all time. You mentioned him right there, the great number 42, the last man to wear number 42 after Jackie Robinson, Mariano Rivera. So I got your uh, your story here, Dr. Mark Siegel, which you, you wrote for Fox News. I read it. It was great. 
It is entitled, Hamas Depravity Reminds This Doctor to Rail Against Dehumanization and Fight for Human Dignity. For folks who haven't read it yet, what basically do you talk about outside the obvious, which is Hamas are a bunch of filthy animals? Yeah, and that's becoming more and more apparent, by the way. One of the stories that's not been told is that Israeli physicians withheld information about how abused the the hostages were and and clearly badly beaten. Some were murdered if they there if they were had cerebral palsy or any kind of affliction. But they withheld that from me and I was in close contact with them on a daily basis and am still. And the reason is because they were trying to preserve patient privacy. That's actually a principle of dignity and humanity. And and can contrast that to Hamas. I mean Hamas was trying to use release of prisoners for political points, of course. With the you know with the United Nations and the and these groups, horrible uh, and and why and, and and succeeded in some respects. But as you just said, Sid, what characterizes Hamas from beginning to end is dehumanization, depravity, uh, murder, animalistic behavior. And you know, it, it, for some of us, we say we don't use Holocaust imaging images usually. Jews don't like to do that because it 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 can't be compared to anything, because because over six million Jews were killed and. And, you know, and disabled people in a lot of different groups. And but now we we feel we have to use it, not because of the scale, but because of the nature of the of the attacks. They're reminiscent of the Holocaust. And that's what people who are protesting is missing. You, you know, you, you, you got to be for protest in the United States. It's one of the hallmarks of this country. But how about informed protest? Who are you protesting on behalf of? Someone who doesn't have water in Gaza, a Palestinian? Okay, but how about the Hamas uh, terrorist that's hiding behind them? What are you saying about that? To come out now as anti-Israel, after what Israel has had to endure, tends to reek of anti-Semitism, yeah. and I know you agree with that. No, I, listen, I, I don't trust any Palestinian, any. I am uh, very quick to remind people not all Palestinians are innocent. They're taught at a very young age to hate and kill Jews. They were the ones that were slapping hostages across the face as they went through the streets of Gaza, handing out candies to little children, dancing in the streets. I don't trust any of them, to be honest with you. And uh, Israel's got to do what they got to do to get rid of all of them. And I'll say this. I was not in the homes of the Jewish people in Germany during Kristallnacht and afterwards. I don't know what happened. But the difference between Hamas and the Nazis, beyond the obvious, which is Hamas has social media and they love to play this out for the public. The Germans try to hide it. The difference is the sexual depravity. I mean, I have been the only person on air. I'm the only one. All of a sudden now, Jake Tapper is talking about it, and they've got an issue with this priapal in Washington. I swear to you, Dr. Mark Siegel, that Monday morning, October the 9th, I started saying, what are they doing to our young girls? Raping them. 10 guys, 20 guys, 30 guys at a time. There's something in the New York Post today that talks about the gang rape of one girl, 14 guys. I mean, no one's talking about it till now. It took them two months. This is some of the worst things going on right now that never happened, I don't believe, to this extent back in Germany. Well, I want to say two things about that. One, you and I almost always agree. The second point I may disagree, but I completely agree with you with the statement you just made. And it's typical of the liberal media, isn't it, to to withhold any kind of observation until it's obvious to the entire population or until entire college campuses have railed against it, which is a freaking disgrace. But I, but I do want to say one thing, because I said it in the column. 
You know, one of the things that characterized Mengele, who, who, who was actually a well-trained physician and also an anthropologist, he had a Ph.D., and, you know, the twin experiments in Auschwitz without, without anesthesia, horrible pain and agony inflicted. And the guy walked, and he went down to South America and lived a normal life as a pharmacist as though he had done no wrong. So I want to add to your point, the sexual depravity is beyond, the, beyond belief. But the, but the commonality between Hamas and the, and the Nazis is as if I have done no wrong. Right. In fact, not done no wrong, but as if... I've actually done right that people like Ron Kuby, who talks about this preoccupation, which doesn't exist, which almost gives these folks a reason to do what they did, is mind-boggling. And the other thing is this, and he talked about this a couple weeks ago on the show, too. Some of these hostages, Dr. Mark Siegel, they've come home. And we keep saying the same thing. Thank God they're home for them, for their families. But nobody returns home the same. Nobody. I mean, it's bad enough when you're holed up inside a house for a day with a, with, a, with a shooter. You're talking about nearly two months inside these dark caves and tunnels with no sunlight, no food, no medicine. Who knows what they did in terms of molestation or rape to boys, girls, or elderly people. It didn't matter. None of these people are coming home the same. In terms of the mental anguish they have to deal with the rest of their lives, where do you start? I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that. I talked to some of the physicians inside Sheba Medical Center who, who had the, the bulk of the children hostages, and they came in uh, dehydrated, malnourished, uh, psychic trauma huge, and covered with bruises, a lot of them. A lot of them covered with bruises indicating severe abuse. Uh, again, this was the part they didn't really want to emphasize, even to me, because I, I could, you know, I say off the record, but they didn't want to emphasize this, but they eventually admitted to me that a number, number of them, many of them, were, were brutalized, and clearly rape must have been a part of that. And can you imagine being a nine-year-old living inside a dark tunnel without knowing when you get to go to the bathroom or when, when you're going to eat? You're gonna, you know, you're going to eat paper. You're going to eat, eat maybe occasionally a spoon of rice, and then these monsters come and brutalize you, beat you, and rape you, uh, you know, I mean, they have to be wiped off the planet. There's no question about it. And by the way, I think Israel is doing a pretty good job trying to do that, but I think maybe they're taking too long, Sid. They've they got to do it. No, they, they have taken a, a longer than they'd like to because the United States, I mean, the fact is even this morning, this low-life Blinken, the Secretary of State, is still not recommending, not suggesting, warning, warning Israel, be careful of how you handle the South. Here's my message to Blinken and Biden. F you. We'll kill everybody. We don't care. We didn't start this. We're going to finish this. We have given people opportunity time and time again in Israel to leave. Even this weekend, we spent two days asking people in the South to leave. I'm tired of it. It's over. You're all going to die. That's it. They didn't care. Why should we care? Because we need borders, and you're absolutely right. We need borders. We, we can't be sitting there with, with rockets coming every day and then people parachuting in and raping people. Are you kidding? And let's, let's not forget the elephant in the room, which is that Israel's a nuclear power, please. I mean, what nuclear power gets treated like this? None. You know, uh, moving away from Israel for one second, I know that uh, the winter months are, are here, all right? And uh, I know that uh, you and I had so many great discussions during COVID about vitamin D and how these idiots in New York City who walk around in 80-degree heat while the sun is out with masks on are actually hurting themselves, not helping themselves. Where are we? Uh, anything new with COVID? Any new strands? Or is that pretty much a quiet issue? 
you forgot my joke, Sid, which is that I did a survey of people riding bicycles at the heart of COVID, and none of them had helmets, but they all wore masks. I'm like, <laughs> you know, you're going to fall on your head here, pal. That's funny. You know, the That's mask true. is doing. Yeah. <laughs> so here's where we are now. We have a mystery uh, pneumonia occurring in China. Hello? I wonder what that is. And, you know, of course, we don't have the right information on it, but it, it's probably true that we're dealing with a rebound effect right now, especially in China, which had the most severe lockdowns, also in Europe and even here in the United States. of so respiratory viruses coming on really strong because our immune systems were impaired by all of those restrictions, including masks, including closures. Best restaurants gone from New York. Only, only population that's been thriving here is the rat population, unfortunately. They're, they're pretty robust, and yeah. I bet they're not getting sick. Yeah. But there's a lot of respiratory viruses that have climbed back up, especially in children, RSV uh, being the main one, and mycoplasma, because of all of the lockdowns. And I said, you know, three years ago, and you know this, that public health is about looking at consequences, not about just taking action. Would you recommend a ban to China right now because of this latest mystery infection that is affecting so many Americans? I don't think the bans work. I, what I would recommend to China, and nobody remembers this, is that back in January 2020, Robert Redfield was pushing for boots on the ground. China's a joke. If they want to play in the global public health arena, they got to let us in to see what's going on. They still don't do that. It's a smokescreen, typical smokescreen. The ban won't help because it'll come here anyway. I don't think it's a new bug, though, Sid. I don't think it's a okay. new bug. Right. I hope I'm right about that. I think I have long COVID. I, I've, I've had the snipples for like a month. I, I lose my voice every couple of days. And you know me, I, I never treated COVID all that serious. I still don't. I still think it's the biggest scam in the history of this country. The biggest scam in the history was COVID. But I've got something that's been lingering for like a month. I don't know what the hell it is, so. Maybe well, here's the thing. I'm going to examine you over a beer, but I'll tell you one thing you don't have. You don't have brain fog. Your IQ has gone up uh, in the time you. that I have known you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you, Dr. Mark Siegel. You're the best, and you really are. You're a great friend. You're a brilliant doctor. You're great on TV. You're great here. Thank you so much for stopping by today. We'll do it again very soon. Thank you, buddy. Great to be with you, sir. Thank you. You too. The great Dr. Mark Siegel right here. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up. Let's wrap it up right now, in fact. Lou, you were amazing today. Matt Meany, great job. Thank you, Matt, in for Justin Ellick. Excellent job. Noam Layton, terrific job. We'll all be back again tomorrow morning for the Tuesday edition of Sit and Friends in the Morning. Folks, until 6 a.m. tomorrow from all of us on Sit and Friends in the Morning. It was good to be back. 